Okay. Can you hear me? Are we back? Hello. Testing one, two, three. Um, I think it's okay. I think it's better. Uh, it was weird. My Skype, like, I could hear it ringing, but there's nowhere to accept the call. That's what Jennifer said. She couldn't find a button. Uh, they just did an update. I know I had to do an update this morning. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> what a day. I know we just started. So I am recording now uh, because, uh, well, I can. Why? How'd you fix it? I just put on a, I just opened up a backup, backup recorder. I don't know what the sound quality is going to be like. But <laughs> his is gone. Oh, well, good. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the live feed. So, hello, auditors. Welcome back to a nightmare. Um, Glenn's having a rough morning. Poor little baby. He's really struggling. And uh, then he goes on and tells me um, before this, while he's freaking out, by the way, we had a sit down with the auditors on the cruise and we like talked about things and I have to talk to you after the show. That's right. No, 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 not after the show. It's going to be our post show. That's what we're going to talk about in the post show for the audience. I I have like massive anxiety about this. Am I in trouble? No, you're not in trouble. I would um, you sorry, we're going to have to let you go. Recording. We're going to have to let you go. It's been really nice. Hey, I ain't doing this shit by myself. It's uh, been a fun 10 years. It's been a tough morning. I ain't doing this. Let go. So I get yourself. here. How does a freaking computer die when it's turned off on vacation? I come home and the live feed computer, which also does the main recording, just won't start. It keeps giving me Windows errors after Windows errors after Windows errors. It was turned off for a week. Your house got struck by lightning. We did have a massive storm with the like 70 mile an hour winds that took down a bunch. Did of you unplug stuff. everything, yes. Glenn? That's the thing. Everything was unplugged. <laughs> well, so how does that a computer would be, that's unplugged do that. You need to hire a preacher so or like, I go to use somebody to come through. My and, main laptop that I take on the trips that you and I record on would go away, right? Which has been pretty reliable. I go to turn it on. I had it on the cruise. I was using it. I go to turn it on. It won't turn on. So I'm on to a broken laptop that the keyboard doesn't work. That I have to plug another keyboard into just to get the live feed. Not a preacher, like a, sh- a shaman, a shaman needs to come through and like dust your house. Anyway, we haven't even started sort of essential about the show. We're supposed to start in one minute. So let's do it quickly. Um, I, you come out, but then send it to me to do what's coming up on today's show. Uh, we can talk about the cruise a little bit. Uh, I got some people to thank. Uh, I can talk about the fact that I'm glad you weren't there the last day, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, we can talk about Nigel shredding his leg. Um, that's and that's a hashtag, damn it, Zeus. Um, we can talk about you flying with Chad. I know you got some new horses. Then we have Rick Wallace and Jonathan Holland coming on. They're going to make the eventing announcement. We, I'm so excited about Plus, this. We got so we actually did get some listener questions ask, asking how to set up clinics at their own farm. How do you do it? So that's the main part of the conversation. It's going to be talking about how do you. You know, identify a clinician, how much are you expected to pay, day rate. Travel. This also applies to you, too. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I'll take notes. I am available for clinics at this point. So. Okay, good. How to, well, we can mention that. How to charge and how to market, all of that stuff. So, my uh, price might go up after hearing this, though. So, <laughs> so stand by. Clinics 101. Uh, I have a green flower ad. A question first world problems. If we get to them, if we don't get to them, then we don't get to them. But that's where we'd get to them. Uh, Deanne from Horse Nation. And then in the post show, we'll discuss just the chat we had with the auditors. Um, and I do have a happy story that we can get in before the end about turtles. Cool. Whew, I need to take a breath. That's been an hour and a half of fighting with computers. 
just what I wanted to do this morning. You need to go pee or drink or I might, I might go get a like. See, that's the thing. I was having you know all these. You are pinging. On. <laughs> Did you drink too much over the weekend? Yeah. I drank too, too much, much last over night. The last week. What are you talking about? I drank too much last night. I went out with a girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a pee. Bear right, back. Bye. Hang on, auditors. We'll be starting the real show hopefully shortly. If I get, let me make sure the sound works. Nothing else has worked. <clears throat> you wanted a pre-show. This is how exciting it is. Me being all pissed off. Jamie going. I'm sorry, I came back. I just want to go back on the cruise. It's so nice. Don't have to worry about anything. Just show up for food. No thanks. I'm gonna get started. No thanks. Maybe you could come and walk around naked. <laughs> uh, yeah. God, I'm glad he, the video's not on. He said, "Do you want anything?" Like, well, yeah. <laughs> Bring me some breakfast naked. That wasn't available on the cruise. I tried that. I'm sure it was. You just were in the wrong room. <laughs> I was in the wrong room. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Oh yeah, oh, let me see. After the show, let me write that down. We got to talk about next Monday because you said you can make it now. Yes, but I'm on jury duty, so I have to <laughs> I have to get a sub. So we'll talk about that after the show. Do you don't you call the night before to see if you have to go in? You have to go in. I, I checked that. Everybody uh. goes in the first day. If you if I don't get on a jury, which would be my luck, I'll get like a week long jury. Um, kill him, fry them all. Oh God! Yeah, I mean, I went to one, and when they were doing the selections, it was like a. Uh, I, I just said they gave you like three different options. Like, hey, I, you, I have to work, and nobody else is there to do my job, so I have to be the one. I I can't excuse myself from work, otherwise I don't make the money. And that was one of them. Another one was like you're the primary caretaker of somebody, um, and that gets you out of it. And the other one was if you feel like you would be unable to fairly yes. judge. Everybody's guilty. <laughs> yeah, but this was like a molestation case, you know, uh. and, and like people were like, yep, nope, can't do that. I'll kill him. <laughs> All right. But there are some people who are like, I'm in. <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with you? All right. Let's do this thing. I'm gonna I forget your recording. Seat. See, this causes problems. But I haven't dropped the F-bomb yet. You're proud of me? Ten seconds. This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, 
we're back live almost. I guess we are. This is Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. I'm Jamie Jennings and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 10th, episode 2367. And it's brought to you by the auditors. Thanks, guys. Good morning, Horse World. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. That sounds like that Facebook music when you have like, you know, uh, uh, like a, a anniversary or something. And they're like celebrating your friends. That's the Facebook music. Is it? I think so. <laughs> Same anyway. Thing. Hello, everyone. I, I, that one's kind of negative. I, 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 you know, Monday, by God, by we're the, all waking up. my Monday. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're having a tough Monday, but you know what? By God, you woke up. There you go. It's That's a good start. True. Good start. I'm going to be super positive Maybe today because you're I a have grumpy a bugger. This morning, like I did for the last week every morning. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys drink too much on the cruise? Oh, I think some of the parties drank a lot on the cruise. Hey, don't be judgy. They're on vacation. No, I mean, uh, I was including myself in part of that. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, I drank too much party. and I wasn't on the cruise. So it's cool. It's cool. Well, on today's auditor pre-show, we discussed uh, how m- half my computers broke while we were uh, while they were turned off last week. That's not a hard sell. I might have mentioned my husband being naked. There oh, you there go. you go. Okay, and that. <laughs> and in the post-show, we're going to review what Jamie's been doing wrong on the show all of these years, as we had a private auditor meeting on the cruise, and I need to go yeah. over the results with Jamie. I'm a little nervous about this. I feel like I'm going to be like. You know, it's when your parents are like, we have to talk or a boyfriend is like, we have to talk. You're like immediately anxious about it. You have anxiety. Yeah, that's what's happening. Well, if you want to hear that good stuff, quality entertainment, you can become an auditor just by going to horseradionetwork.com and clicking on the auditor banner on the right side of the page for as little as $3 a month. And on Horses in the Morning, we have eventers Rick Wallace and Jonathan Holling. They're here to share some exciting news and give some tips on running a clinic at your farm. Jamie and I share vacation adventures. We have some equestrian first world problems. And Deanne from Horse Nation discusses things skiers and riders have in common. I tried skiing once. I failed miserably. I was not good at that. Did they do that behind the cruise ship? You can like (laughs) get out there. There's some wake. (laughs) Give it a go. (laughs) All right. Daily Winnie time. Actually, we had uh, so we have some auditor birthdays, but we had this one on the ship. Marie Cornell, who was playing Julie one or two, I can't remember, cruise director for our group, had her birthday, and we had we all sang to her at dinner the one night. So happy birthday to Marie Bridget Murphy! Happy birthday to you, Roxana Mainster and Shay Abels- Abelson. It's their birthdays as well. I went back as far as I could and went forward as far as I could. I hope I didn't miss any. I apologize if I <laughs> I got some crap because. You did this to yourself. On the cruise, who were like, my birthday's June or December 28th. I never get my birthday done. So I'm just going to have to make a long list this year, and we're going to have to take 20 minutes to read all the birthdays between Christmas and New Year's when we're off. Okay. You do that. 
So I wanted to give my daily Winnie uh, to, because I know you're going to talk about your trip. I went on a little trip and I went on a trip with my husband. I saw a he, picture of you in a cockpit of a very big plane. News? Breaking news. Chad actually is a real pilot. Really? He wasn't just yeah. wearing a uniform and going to the some whole time, like, strip club every day? I thought maybe he was like wearing the pilot's uniform out, but then he would like switch into his flight attendant outfit <laughs> when he got there, you know, the scarf around the neck thing. Um, and so, no, it turns out he's an actual pilot. So he calls me uh, last Tuesday, I think, Monday, and he was like, hey, um, think you can get to Dallas uh, in the morning what? He's like, I have a trip and I'm laying over in Guadalajara and there's some really fun people on this trip and I think you'd enjoy it. And I was like, are you giving me six hours notice to go to Mexico? I'll call you midnight and say, give me here in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And, and he goes, yeah, I am. And I was like, I'm on it. <laughs> I call up farm center. I call the in-law. I'm like, why the hell did I move to Godforsaken Oklahoma if I couldn't just drop my kids off, kid off at a moment's notice with the grandparents? So I pulled that card out. I was like, here, I moved here. Take my child. I'll see you guys in two days. And uh, or t- really the next day and uh, went to Guadalajara and he was the pilot and we flew down and back. And did you get to sit in the cockpit the whole time? That, you know what? They did not let me they kind of fly. They kind of <laughs> closed that door. But I did get to go up in the cockpit at first. And oh, my God. There's what a is, lot of buttons. I've been married to this man for 10 years. And we've been together 12. And I totally got like all like, oh, my God, like all girly. <laughs> Like, uh, I got, you're like really neat. I, 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 I was fangirling on my husband. And it's really weird because it's a part of life that I, his life that I don't see. You know, he gets up sometimes in the middle of the night, goes to work and comes back three or four days later. And, I, you know, it's like his, he has his work life and then he has his home life. And so it was kind of like a sneak peek of his, like a behind the curtain of what the rest of his life is actually like. So it was really good. And he, um, do people Listen. whine and nag at him there, too? Huh? I am not a <laughs> nag. And I definitely don't whine. I drink wine. But I don't whine. There are wine. a lot of buttons in a cockpit is what I saw when I looked at that picture. Is oh, like, my God. He was like, push this button. Uh, no. <laughs> Jamie, push this button. You have to push this button right now. No, I don't want to. <laughs> Jamie, push the button. I don't want to push a button. And I pushed the button. And he was like, there. You just turned on the air conditioner for all the passengers. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And he was like, I need you to start the generator. Hit this button. No, I don't want to. I don't want to touch anything. I'll touch something wrong. And I'll, I'll like tweak. The plane I'll twitch. Will go into and a I'm spiral. Like, <laughs> I go to touch the button and he, my hand is shaking. I, just, I can't handle the pressure of that. You do that. And I'm going to sit in the back and enjoy myself. So, so but it was funny. Well, I was sitting cool in the middle. Though? I was sitting in the middle of the plane um, on the aisle and talk about feeling like a rock star. So all these flight attendants and, and Chad had been on this trip together for days and the flight attendant comes up to me and, and I'm in the aisle and she like kind of walks up and she's like, Hey, are you? And I looked at her and I go, yes, I am. And she's like, come with me, please. We've got a whole row for you. And I stood up and walked to the back. And I'm not kidding you. People around were like, is she famous? Like, who is that? <laughs> I felt like somebody important. And everybody stood up to like see who I was walking back. <laughs> Are you? Yes, I am. Okay, come with me. We got something special for you. Who is that? Yeah, Did you get free drinks? 
Oh my God. Yes. Actually, I it was morning time and, and I'm like, oh, what do you want to drink? I'll get you anything. I, how about a Bailey's and coffee? And he was like, no, you can't have that. I'll get you a Bloody Mary. <laughs> I was like, Bloody Mary it is. Yeah, we, 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 we figured out the whole drinking in the morning thing. So yeah, they, they pretty much mimosas and uh, Bloody Marys is what. I can't do it, man. I'm dysfunctional <laughs> drinking in the morning. I'm not a day so drinker. Did, did they allow him to come on and do the announcements and say, oh, you're flying at 45,000 feet. We'll be there in three hours. And my wife's in the back. No, no the pilot. The pilot was one of these like rule like followers and wouldn't let him do any of that. No announcements at all. The pilot did the 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 like captain did everything, and he was kind. Of, but he he took off. He let him to do all the takes off and landings that I was on. So they usually switch off. It was very smooth. Very smooth. Good. I actually didn't even know he landed until he hit the brakes. So anyway, we're boring. This is boring everybody, but it was fun. He's actually a pilot and it was awesome. Well, we went on a cruise with about 30 listeners last week. And I uh, know. And congratulations on making it back. Like you didn't die. Like I thought you might. Well, there were a few ill ones the last day. We'll talk about that. Uh, I want to thank my cruise director, Charlotte Marie, for all of their efforts helping uh, guide everything along and put put everything together for the game show and all that stuff. And they didn't die either. No, Nobody they didn't died die either. Charlotte didn't roll off the deck. She did great. Um, <laughs> and I want to thank Michelle at MEI Travel for all the help in getting it set up. Everybody wants to go again. They're all like, "When's the next one?" Everybody wants to do Alaska next, so that might be the next one. Uh, also, a special shout out to my fun travel buddies Morgan and Corinne. Robin's kids were along. They're like 9 and 12 and uh, they we 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 got along great the whole cruise. I think my mentality is about that. So it worked you out fun. great with kids. I mean, you're, you're surprisingly like I trust you with my child. It's weird. <laughs> we had a great time. Um, and I went, you know, they made it a fun cruise. It's always fun having kids along and they were they were delightful. So Robin, you did good. Uh, and it was fun meeting horse husbands and they all had a great great time. Some of them even subscribe to our show and are probably listening for the first time right now. Um, I'm glad no, you, we had a great time. Right. We stopped in Key West. We stopped in uh, we stopped in Nassau. We stopped at their private island. Uh, did you get off the boat in the Bahamas? Yes, we got off in Nassau. Had a great time. We did a but terrifying bike uh, tour. It was one of those bikes. Do you remember when you first learned? To, this might have been before you, where you had to pedal backwards to stop on your bike. It didn't have the handbrake. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the kind of bikes they had. And none of us had ridden any of those for about 40 years. So that was an experience going up and down these hills in Nassau with the traffic that was a freaking nightmare trying to run your ass off the road. And so we determined the most dangerous part of this cruise was that bike tour, but we had a great time, partly because your adrenaline was going trying not to get killed. Um, <laughs> so. I mean, when you get off a boat in a place like that, is it, I mean, Aren't there people waiting to like rob you and no, stuff? No, no, actually, it was pretty good. And the, our tour guide seemed to know everybody in town. He was saying hi to everybody as we're going by, and they give you little wireless headsets, Bluetooth headsets. So he's oh talking. Oh my god, the whole you time. guys are such nerds! Uh, so he's and we got to see a lot of different stuff. We got to taste rum. We got to taste multiple kinds of wine. Um, and then we went driving or riding again with all those crazy people. Uh, they don't have the same driving rules we do. As a matter of fact, I don't really think they have any. To be honest, it's just 
everybody goes and you hope you get there. I mean, you might as well <laughs> been on a segue with an earpiece talking to this guy like that is. Oh, I wonder if they're from were, here. No, were, you started going slow in these bikes and they're going all over the road. It was not my bike. That's for sure. Nobody but we, was curious we, as to whether you were a tourist or not. We had a great time. It was fun. <laughs> um, there, well, there were four, five cruise ships in Nassau that day. Yeah. So there were like 30,000 people in town. So it was pretty busy. We're glad. Then the last day was we had it. We ate dinner together every night. We had a great time. The last day was a sea day, which everybody looks forward to the sea days because you can usually go up to the pool and do all of that. Well, this sea day was we rained in the morning. It's first bad weather we had. And then it was that storm that came across the country and the tornado that hit Aiken. I don't yeah, know if you heard about that. Yeah, we got snow because of that storm. Yeah, it took out the farm in Aiken, unfortunately. Took out a big farm there. Uh, no horses or people were hurt, but we heard about that because Mogi, who was on the trip, built the cross-country course on that farm. Oh, and wow. apparently there were cross-country jumps in the trees because of that oh, storm. Wow. Well, that created about 60, 80-mile-an-hour winds down here in Florida, which kicked up the seas a bit. So the last day was a little rocky. Um, and probably the second most rocky time we've had on a boat. Uh, a lot of our group spent it in the in their cabins, uh, and uh, in like those tiny little prisons underneath the thing. Where wouldn't that make you more sick? Don't well, you have to look at that? Laying down seemed to help. Although there were a few times that night I thought I was going to roll out of bed. Um, and oh my God! That is my nightmare. You would not have done well. And all of us were a, a couple of us for a couple days after the cruise. You feel like you were rocking. I've never had that before in all the cruises we've been on. I had that for the whole day after. Oh yeah. No, I get... saw a lot of the posts like oh, I was doing this, and I'm 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 still rocking. The next day, I was like, well, uh, uh, no, never, never. Everybody Com- survived. Confirmed. We all lived. It was good. It's part of the adventure. And then uh, we get. So this is what happened horse i'm going to mention a horse now so we're heading home we drop charlotte off uh we drive home from tampa we drop charlotte off who had ridden with us and apparently while we were on our way home nigel decided to do a damn zeus hashtag damn zeus and take on the fencing so apparently he had a discussion with the fencing and lost and tore his shredded his back leg So we got home right as the vet had left uh, and wrapped it all up. Uh, But uh, Jana, our landlord, luckily was right there and saw this go down. You know, horses will find any way to hurt themselves. Perfectly fine fencing. um, But he decided to uh, tangle with it. So he... uh, she showed Jennifer pictures. I didn't look because, you know me, I can't look at that stuff. And it was pretty bad. Uh, the vet said he didn't think there was any uh, underlying injuries, but he sure did shred things. And his hawk yesterday was about the size of a small watermelon. DM me the photos, Jen. I want to see all of it. I'm sure she'll probably post them someplace. She, for the first time right now, this minute, is going out to take the bandage off because she was supposed to keep it on for a couple days. But he is not happy because he has to be in a stall. And he hates being in a stall. Hates it. So she's been acing him. We had to find some yesterday. And uh, just to keep him from tearing things apart further, just like Zeus. Uh, and that means he can't be in a stall by himself because he would go absolutely ballistic, which means that little Scooter has been locked in his stall for two days, too. Mm. So it's been fun since we got home. And then my computers died this morning and I couldn't even get the show started right. So there we go. Uh, it was... Uh, 
It's been interesting since we got home, and I just hope that he's okay. Because poor Jennifer, this is her time of year to ride. You're in Florida. This is when you ride. This is when all of she was going to take him to some endurance rides. She was getting all warmed up for that, and now he's out of commission for weeks. That sucks. I'm so sorry. You know what really sucks about it is you don't know with an injury like this until a couple of weeks whether there's anything permanent. You know what she's going to have to do, Glenn? You know what really sucks is that you're going to get a new horse. What she really needs a backup about that horse. Is according to our lease, we're only allowed to have two. So <laughs> we'd have Pony's to get that gotta to go. <laughs> Pony's gotta He's go. He's the only sound one. So, <laughs> uh, so if anybody had gotten hurt while we were gone, I thought it would have been Scooter, the pony, but nope, it was Nigel who decided to cause problems on our way home. That Ugh. sucks. Yeah. Sorry. Fun. And poor Jennifer, she, I feel bad for her too. Well, I got, I got a couple new horses in training and I actually had to video one and send it to Monty and, and his people and ask what, why this happens. Um, I got a couple mares in and uh, this time, because I had all of last week off and the weather was supposed to be nice for, for like the first five days. Um, I, I decided to take two horses from the rescue in training. And so I got two mares, uh, Mad About Grace and Classy Notes. And Mad About Grace was a very successful racehorse. And she is about 16, 16, one and rode. I mean, for Oklahoma, she won like $70,000 in Oklahoma. So that's pretty good. <laughs> Usually it's like she won 42 races and she won $1,800. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. Did I lose you? Up, oh, are you there? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. I didn't hear you. Um, yeah. So she was a, a nice racehorse. And then the other one about 15 hands, I don't really know much about it, but the, the history of that one, but the first one I told you about mad about grace, this is really cool. The, owners she was very successful and the breeders kind of were following her career and as she started going downhill in the you know because they all get to claiming races and then like les for claiming races as soon as that happened to her her breeder bought her back claimed her and donated her to horse and hound huh. well that's are you nice. paying attention yes, to me right now you're not listening you are surfing the computer right <laughs> Actually, now and i was ear checking takes the, the live crap feed to make me. sure we were still on the air Mm-hmm. I know when you're not paying attention. Anyway, so the the, the video I took of the one other one is a, a it's a weaving. I, I I just weaving is a conundrum for me. I don't understand why horses weave. Um, it's like an endorphin release or something. Anyway, but she's walked in the pasture quite a bit too, and so I sent some video asking what it was and. No, she's on a Miprazol, and <laughs> I got I got a bunch of a Miprazol was just donated to all the training horses, so that's pretty good. So, so a couple a couple new mares to to play with. Well, you know, you've been pretty lucky that you haven't had any really, really, really bad habits with the ones you've gotten in, actually. Yeah, you like know, massive I, cribbing and weaving and. Yeah, a lot of racehorses yeah. weave. I mean, that's pretty common. I, I, I this is the first one that I've had come in that that weaves, and it's. I mean, I should post a video on the auditors page because it is, it is aggressive. Like she has pushed all the bedding in the the the. I think fully have rubber mats, but all the bedding is like up on the right and left side where she puts her head out and weaves, and it's it's a uh, it's distressing because she's not thin. You know, like stop moving. 
because you're burning calories and you're skinny. Stop it. Now I know why she was so much thinner than the other one. And she, when I have her out in the pasture, she's quit this now. Um, and she's out with her friend that she came with. Uh, she would walk the fence like like a like psychotically like up and pivot in the same spot and come back like uh you know when you go to a zoo a terrible zoo where the animals have been caged forever mm-hmm. and they just wa- they've walked a path it's like she's doing that i'm like you just you just got here like i <laughs> she's not a caged animal she gets ridden every day she's in the barn for a couple hours outside for the rest of the time has a round bale out there has a friend out there i was like so frustrated uh, but i think she's calming down outside but inside she's still nutty i think you know i we've talked about weaving before on one of our wednesday segments but it's been a long long time let's do a segment on weaving yeah, i want to get somebody it's been a long time since we don't I don't remember it, so it'd yeah. be interesting to to have, have a veterinarian's perspective. I actually sent a video to my vet, um, and I have to see what her text message back were. But she, yeah, she I, hasn't blocked you yet. You're still good with your vet. Thank God she hasn't blocked me. Lucas is on her kids' t-ball team, so they can't get rid of us. <laughs> <laughs> so she not only that, she has to see you when she brings her kid to baseball. We're social now. <laughs> I, I said I have I have a couple of friends. Most of them I pay. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. Jennifer's really good friends, actually, with our farrier. Who's going yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I, I, I pay her every time I come. She comes. She's great. <laughs> uh, well, you're my friend and I pay you. So there we go. Uh, hey, you know? look, see, this is how this all works. <laughs> Does anybody, maybe the listeners could let us know, do you actually have friends you don't pay? Maybe their world's different than ours. Or pay you. Yes, there's exactly. There's got to be some connection. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because you do become friends with people at work. It's kind of the same thing. You get paid to be there, right? So, you know, people that work in offices have friends in the office that are paid to be there. Maybe you really only do have friends that are paid to be around you. (laughs) <laughs> we you know what we should start cruising around like rap stars then i mean <laughs> with our posses yeah. our posse i did last week on the cruise actually throw money out they pay you see <laughs> about 30 of them so and they were paying awesome. me you know if you think about it they're most of them were auditors so yeah they give you a dollar a month i mean it's a big deal <laughs> that's funny well, let's get to our first guests all right, all right. I, I have to call them both separately oh. So we're going to cut there. Live listeners, hold on. Any live listeners, please PM me and know. Let me know if it's coming through. Okay. Um, it seemed to be a, a little. Yeah, I, I love telling a story, and you're not even responding. Sorry, That's... I had to see. I was acting up. So we're just talking. Keep going myself. and not include me. No, I just stopped because I was like, he's not here. I lost. He's gone. He must have dropped off. I was trying to listen on my phone to the live feed and. I I seriously got super sick and I still have that cough and like I still have like this kind of like in my voice right now. I do hear it's a little deeper. A little deeper. Sexier. Calling Rick first. You going to handle this? Yeah. You should definitely. uh, But if you have any questions when we get to the clinician or the clinic part. You should get that checked. I couldn't get rid of that cough until I actually went to my asthma asthma doctor. You don't have the corona bug, do you? I don't want to get rid of it. I like my voice. Hey, how are you? 
Good. Hey, we'll need to have you come off of speaker and talk directly into the phone. I can do that. All right. I'm going to call Jonathan now. We're we're live, but uh, this part will be taken out of the recorded version. Gotcha. Hi, Rick. It's Jamie. How are you? Hey, Jamie. I'm super. How about yourself? Fantastic. Great. It's a beautiful day in Florida. Oh my God! Can I just like I'll, I'll, I can't? I'll, I'll wait till we're on the air. I have to. <laughs> I can't. Okay, I'm calling John now. <clears throat> we got home from the cruise, Rick, and God, you guys had some serious wind while we were gone. Crap down everywhere. Uh, yeah, we we all got blown around a bit. It was pretty bad. Hello? Hey, John, how are you? It's Glenn and Jamie. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Jamie, how are you? Hi, John. How are you? Good. So I'm going to go away from these barking dogs. Okay. And are you talk, you're both talking directly into your phones? No Bluetooth, no speaker? Correct. No Bluetooth, no speaker directly in. Yay. All right. Well, we're going to cut this part out of the recorded version, but you are live. And I'm just going to introduce you quick, bring you guys in. We'll do the eventing announcement first. And then, I don't know, John, do you want to stay on for a discussion about running a clinic or do you want to jump off for that? Um, I can jump off for that unless you want me on. No, Rick, you can handle that, right? I can I can try to muddle through. Okay, good. I'm happy to stay if you want me, Rick. I don't care. It's up to you. No worries. I think you have an eleven o'clock, so it's it's fine. You can go prepare. Okay, sounds good. All right, you guys ready? God, you guys are so nice yep. to each other. It's like Jeez. you're going to be or something, you know? Uh, <laughs> that'll go away after 10 years, and then you'll be like Jamie and I. No, it's already gone. We're just on good behavior right now. Just- <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Well, our first guests of the week are Rick Wallace from Team Wallace and Jonathan Holling of Holling Eventing, both eventers. And the name Wallace probably rings a bell because Lisa has been on our show a few thousand times over the years, and that would be Dad we're talking to. We're having you guys on for a couple of reasons. One, we're going to make a big announcement here. And then two, we're going to talk, we're going to do Clinics 101. We've had a lot of listeners ask about running clinics at their own farm. How is it done? How much can you expect to pay you know how's it all work so we're going to go over that with rick a little bit later let's get to the most exciting yeah. announcement that i have heard in well, a long time well, oh my god well let me let me give a tiny bit of background here so blah, blah, blah. the eventing radio show <laughs> was owned and run by the eventing riders association for many 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 years and of course we had some terrific hosts hosting that show over the last many 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 years and they've done a terrific job but the eventers riding association had different priorities this year and notified us that they uh, wanted to to stop being the sponsor of the eventing radio show. So that kind of left it open. And at the same time, I get this email from one Rick Wallace saying, hey, we're looking at doing a show. Uh, what can you guys do to help? And I said, hey, guess what just came available? So, And it happened <laughs> all in awesome. a couple days. I mean, it was a couple days of each other. Well, so I have a very special announcement. Rick and John are going to be taking over the eventing radio show show from this point on and congratulations guys and welcome to the horse radio network 
Thank wow. you very much. Yeah, great. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, James. Now, we've been so doing I think this 12 I, years, and it took you long enough uh, to get I know, well, I know, right? <laughs> do you know, I saw John, I'm I'm Facebook f- fans of both of you, and uh, I, I saw Jonathan post something about doing a show with Rick, and I was like, dang, man, that'd be so great to have on the network. And then the next day, Glenn's like, guess what? <laughs> I mean, I'm super excited. Like, I've always loved the eventing radio show as an eventer, but to have Rick Wallace and Jonathan Holling together, I mean, first of all, are you guys friends well, we no. were until we started doing this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, in all, we're, we're really good friends. We've been close for many, many years. Um, you know, John and Jen are both intricate parts of my life uh, throughout the years. And, and I, I love both of them to death. And, and John and I, you know, we uh, get along really well. We like to pick on each other, which is a good thing. So I'm excited about it. We don't know anything about that, do we, Jamie? So, and John, what do you think? What's your <laughs> yeah, answer, John? Exactly. See if it's different. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we're not friends. No, Rick and I, <laughs> we've been friends for a very long time. Um, you know, it's the horse world is a small world. And so, obviously, over the years, we've gotten to be very close friends. And um, between myself and Jen and Rick and Briggs and Elisa and Timothy, we're all pretty good, pretty good pals. And it just seemed like a natural fit to try to put a show together. And I was sort of laughing when it all came together that we could do this eventing radio show. Um, it just, the timing was perfect. So we're excited about it. Do you know? Yeah. And I gotta, I, I gotta give a shout out to Timothy Harfield because what Timothy did, that's at least his husband, um, is and my son-in-law is he said to me, as we were doing this and they were watching some of our, our tapings, we were with, uh, the horse talk show with Louisa Barton doing the John and Rick show. And he looked at me, uh, right before Glenn, I got a hold of you and said, you know, you should get a hold of Glenn and talk about doing a podcast with him. And he had no idea about ERA uh, dropping um, the sponsorship for that the ERS show. So here we are. Now, you know, thanks, Timothy. Well, you guys are taking over the second longest running equestrian podcast out there, period. I mean, um, Stable Scoop is the longest running, and then Eventing Radio Show is the second longest running a podcast. So, uh, you know that's 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 saying something. That's that a lot of pressure, is what that is, Glenn. <laughs> Eleven years that show's been going, and there, you know, podcasts on average make it six months before they die. That's the average in the industry. And you got you're taking over a show that's been eleven years. So don't screw it up, is what I'm basically don't saying. Don't mess it up. Yeah. I feel confident saying. we can get three months. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I, well, three months between the two of us, so that's six total. Okay. <laughs> well, John and Rick, I want to tell you that my when I started this podcast, Glenn hired me to do a daily live radio show about horses my husband said oh that's fantastic what are you going to talk about after a week and that was 10 years ago so trust me it just flies by and there's just something that ridiculous in the eventing world that happens every week you'll have plenty oh believe yeah it happens every day john and i go back and forth on different issues and in fact i think we were just over the weekend going through one so we will have plenty of material to cover well i wanted to ask you how how is it going to change what do you guys hope to do with the show what do you hope to you know how how is it going to be a little different i know you both listen to the show you know with with all the terrific hosts we've had in the past so what are you guys picturing for the future 
<laughs> That's what we always do. You know what I think? I think what we want to do is really bring some uh, some humor and, and and life to what we do in a, on a daily basis, and include you know everybody from the beginner novice to the advanced writers that might be making the Olympic team and kind of join us all together because we are are an all a whole big family. I think there's a lot of things that go in and out uh, from organizers at events to competitors and volunteers that all have interweaving um, lives together. And I think we want to combine those all and really join us together and talk about the issues and talk about things that might be hard to talk about, uh, that people don't want to talk about, but you got to talk about it. And sometimes you'll get it right. Sometimes you'll get it wrong. And I think that's what will make the show good. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I would add to that is I would just say, you know, just where Rick started that is the whole idea of have fun. I mean, we all got into this horse world because it was it was a good time. Um, And, you know, for sure, there's going to be some some serious topics. But if we can't find the humor in it, then uh, we're we're doing the wrong thing. So I I for one and I know Rick feels the same. um, I'm going to have a good time doing it because. Otherwise, I, I I think it, it think it's the only way to do it. You know, we do have personalities that that are are really good with each other because you know when John likes to make me the bad cop a lot, and he'll admit to that. So <laughs> I'll take the you're bad so good cop. at it. Uh, yeah, and 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 he'll take the the good cop. But you know, sometimes I switch it around and and he gets you know to take the bad cop on sometimes. Well, guys, we're looking forward to this. That starts this month, right? We're going to have two episodes coming out this month? Yep, and that's, right. that's would be in association with the John and Rick show. That's uh, premiering. What's our date there for John? Is it uh, when, when are we going to do our media streaming on Facebook? Yep, we're doing that on the 13th. And then, um, yeah, Glenn, you tell us, actually. I'm not even sure when the first I was going to say, is. who's in charge here? <laughs> well, I think that I think that's for our, our Facebook uh, live, not live show, Facebook streaming show. And then we're going to be doing the podcast. And I think, Glenn, when's the date? We, we looked at the 15th and 30th, so it's going to be in that neighborhood. Uh, so you guys are going to do two different shows. Well, actually, Correct. yeah, that's right. Um, okay. so, so it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to having you guys involved and having you a part of it, uh, the team. And John, to answer your question, you emailed me earlier, seeing that you are literally a bike ride from my house, it'll take five minutes. I will come help you set up the equipment so you don't sound like crap. Okay. Oh, thank God, because I got it all hooked up here, man, and it is looking like it should work, but I'm not real good at this, so uh, yeah, I'll need your help. All right, I'll ride my bike over, and we'll get that fixed. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks, John. I know you're going to bail out on us. Have fun today, and Rick's going to hang with us for a little bit to answer some listener questions. Thanks, John. All right, I'm going to hop on the next while. horse. I appreciate it. All right, Thanks, bye. guys. Bye. So, Rick, uh, we have had a couple of listeners asking us that, that are wanting to, they have bigger farms or and this isn't all English and Western. So we're going to do kind of a generic version of this. Uh, we're sure. doing a clinics 101. They want to do a clinic. And Jamie's starting to do clinics now. She's one of what, four certified Monty Roberts instructors in the country now. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So she's starting to do clinics, so I'm sure she'll have some questions along the way, too. So I'm at my house, and I want to do a clinic, and I want to invite people over and, you know, maybe make some money, maybe not. I know that's probably not the goal of most people who start clinics, but maybe it is. How do you... First of all, how do you identify a clinician and how do you know which ones are, you know, professional writers or whoever? Where do you start? 
Uh, well, I, I believe for, for me, where I start is, is who really inspires me to do better in the sport that I'm doing. So, if any, so Lucinda, Clinic, uh, Lucinda Green is a good example of who I started to do a clinic back in November uh, after the Jockey Club. So, you, you go out in respect to what your sport is. And I think, you know, being in, immersed in that sport, you're going to know who really inspires you uh, personally and that who you may feel would inspire others is how you kind of choose your clinician. Jamie's never going to be hired. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, you know. Well, you know, if you're, if you're, I'm not to interrupt. I, I guess there's two different topics there. If you're, you're, uh, you're a person wanting to put on a clinic being the host, you know, you would be searching as you were saying, Lynn, out for somebody to, to do that clinic. If you're a clinician wanting to, you know, get out there and do clinics. then I think it's important just to really be out there on Facebook and, and social media, really putting out what, what you want to do and how you want to do it and get people interested. You should really have a, a number one podcast, Jamie, that would help. Uh, we, you know, I, what's funny is I just talked to to Rick's daughter, Elisa, about coming out here to do a clinic. I'm trying to get her to do a clinic at the local eventing facility. I wanted to host her myself, but I don't have enough like things for her to, you know, to do. So I'm trying to get her hooked up with the Feather Creek down the street because I'd love to do a clinic uh, with Elisa. She has um, she kind of adds uh, Lucinda Green, by the way is the most amazing clinician I have ever been involved with. I mean, she, I, agree she, with you. I, I just, she comes out to the cross country course with like a box and the bo box is just supplies <laughs> and bits and anything, anything that you need. She is going to, yeah. you need this bit, put this on, good, do this. <laughs> she's just so great. And, and she's and such a wonderful way of explaining things. Good. You're exactly right. And Lucinda cares. I mean, she watches every single moment of every single person, whether it's beginner novice to, again, like I've talked in, in the past, up to the advanced. And she cares. And that's why she has a box of this. And that's why she has a box of your, your uh, things that go in so that you can hear her talk to you. Um, she is really a great lady to host and, and stay at my house when we're doing it. She has things that she likes and that sourdough bread to toasted with avocado and lemon water. <laughs> you know, you get all the things she wants, she puts it in a bag and she goes to work. There's no time down. She goes at it. So you want to find a clinician that cares and you want to find somebody that is really willing to really put the effort out there and not just somebody that's there to make a buck. Glenn, I want, I want, I want, you gonna have I want the car at 72 degrees when <laughs> you pick me up at the airport. <laughs> I'm going to have a rider, toast. Jamie. It's going to be like 12 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then she's she's flying in. If you want to pick her up, we'll let you do it. <laughs> but it's kind of a long way, I think. So That's great. Let me ask you this, and this is the big question, obviously, is how much can people expect to pay? How does the paying part work? So when you're hiring a clinician, they'll give you a rate or whatever. Are you expected to pay their travel costs and their lodging? How's all that work? Yeah, they definitely will have a daily rate um, of what they're, they're expected to be paid in a day. And so what you have to do uh, is calculate out how you're going to have probably most common is 20, 20 riders a day. 
putting into group rides um, can be managed. So you got to go calculate what their daily rate is. You do have to pay their travel and their lodging. And so you put that into the calculation and then you have whatever the fees are for that facility. If you're doing it at your own facility, you can charge a small fee for the facility use to people coming into the clinic. If you're not using your facility, of course, you've got to pay a facility fee for where you're going. So all those are put into the calculation and you come up with your clinic cost per person. Um, I do, did, I know from, go ahead. I was going to say, did you, did you put in there any money for you to make? Do you, do you buffer it with anything for yourself for the trouble or is it just kind of a labor of love? You've got to kind of look at what the, the outcomes are for the cost, because if you put the cost at so much that somebody can't afford to come, then you're not going to have anybody coming to your clinic. So, yeah, definitely, if you're looking at using your own facility, then your facility um, fee that you would charge kind of helps you offset some costs. Mm-hmm. If you're putting in things with a little over cap and you're going to ride in the clinic yourself, then you can probably make it so that you can get in with a couple rides that you don't have to pay for. Um, you're not going to make, a, I mean, there's not a lot of money to make off of clinics. It's more for the educational side and your, your love of trying to educate people um, and getting the right clinicians in there. Sometimes a host can do it really right and have the right facility and, and probably make some good money, but it's just all depending on how, how you schedule it out and where you're going to go to do it. And the, I've talked to a number of people who have done very successful clinics and pretty much do it as part of their business. And what they have told me is that the riders will, you want the riders to cover the costs and you make your money on the auditors. So if you can, you know, get 50 auditors at $50 a day, that's where you can actually make your money. Do you agree with that? I do. And and lately, um, people have emailed me or, or sent uh, text messages or something about auditing Lucinda's clinic. And you know, I feel that that is the right answer, that you can charge your auditors to come in. But I also, in building Lucinda's uh, trips over here um, to Ocala, I want to offer the auditing for free uh, just to get people to come in and start watching and spreading the word. Because um, a lot of people, even though they know Lucinda Green's an amazing, um, you know, a writer, event writer, she's a, she's a cross-country uh, queen, and she won six badmintons on six different horses. They're a little intimidated, but when they come and watch her, so you get your auditors in there that are watching, um, they see that she's not intimidating, and she's actually really down to earth and really helps you. So, yes, to your answer on auditors would be a way to do it. I think when you're building your your new clinician um, hosting job that you probably need to forego that until you get it built up to where you really have people seeking to come in and, and audit. Great advice. And you know, what's funny is I actually was an auditor of a Lucinda clinic because I wanted to go see this icon in my sport. I mean, she's like the greatest, you know, and I was so, I was expecting her to be, like rude you know and she was so nice and and warm and welcoming and you just i expected i guess a little bit of a diva and she is not she is like get her hands dirty with everybody she's just amazing yeah and i had the opportunity the great opportunity to um do the live um commentating with her at the ocala jockey club 2019 in november so i sat next to her for 
three days and weather that I don't know if y'all remember the weather during the Ocala Jockey Club was not the best. And in fact, I blamed her for bringing England weather to <laughs> Florida um, during that time. But she was just the best. She was the trooper. She like put on coats and gloves and, you know, she was always considerate, but she would look at me all the time and say, what did you just say? Cause I don't understand what you said. Cause when you talk, the American talk and you talk the English talk, we have different ways of putting things together. And she, you know, we laugh at each other uh, at, at vernacular um, indiscretions that we didn't understand each were saying. So that's a fun thing too. Well, I, this turned into a Lucinda. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I just here, so, um, didn't mean to make it that's that. That's great. But... I mean, I've spent time with Lucinda at, at WEG. Uh, we were stuck on a in the pouring down rain, ironically enough, on a golf cart together for some time. So, yeah. <laughs> I... okay. Last well, question then about it. How do you market this clinic? Do you just use social media? How does that work? Um, well, obviously, social media is going to be your biggest avenue to really get it out there. Um, if you are lucky enough to have a lot of emails or constant contact, um, out, so outgoing reach, that would be good. But there are, um, on social media, Facebook, um, and other things, I, um, companies that market, like for eventing, there's the eventclinics.com that you can go on and put your event. Um, and actually run it through there, register, collect money, um, and it's very easy to do with no charge. So I think if you do your homework on how to really present it and they help you market it, there are things out there on social media and uh, the web that you can just Google to start finding, uh, creating an, uh, an equestrian clinic, and you'll find a lot of information there. Okay, gotcha. Well, this has been great. I, you know what? I think you ought to host your own show sometime. I think he's pretty good. You I should think, hire him. Yeah. Uh, thanks. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I would love that opportunity. When can I start? I don't know. Let's. Um, <laughs> how about the end of the week? Because we're, we need to get that one was, out. So that would be terrific. Well, as I leave on Lucinda Green um, thing, I would just like to say she's here March 14th and 15th here at Ocala, and we'll be doing an eventing clinic at John Hollings. I'll be hosting it. And by the way, John Hollings, literally a half a mile from my house. So if anybody's a listener and wants to stop over and, you know, meet Scooter and say hi, you can do that, too, while you're here. So uh, definitely no auditing fees for this clinic. So you're welcome <laughs> to come and watch. Oh, good. And, you know, maybe maybe in a couple of years or a couple more times that she comes, we'll start an auditing fee. But right now, just come and watch. And, and enjoy. that's this weekend, right? Coming no, up. March. March. Um, March. Okay. 14th and 15th. March 14th. Get a pen, Glenn. Come on. Terrific. Well, you know what? I think Jennifer will certainly be over watching that for sure. Well, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. And thanks, Rick. Uh, We look forward to hearing your first uh, episode of the Eventing Radio Show. I look forward to it. Y'all have a great day. All right. Take care. Thanks. Well, there you go. There's a big announcement for uh, coming back here from vacation. <clears throat> I'm so excited. I do. I love both of these guys because they are opinionated and they're not afraid to put themselves out there. And it just it's awesome. That's where Elisa gets it from, maybe. <laughs> I know, right? I'm definitely. She will. <laughs> she'll let you know the way. To, she'll let you know. The first time we had her on, and she called you out. I mean, she. The first time we had Elisa Wallace on this show was probably ten years ago. I mean, it was a long time ago. And, and she, she had gotten a Mustang. <laughs> she got a Mustang for eventing, and I was like, Oh my god! I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted. She's like. Do it, idiot. Like, why? what are you waiting for? And three Mustangs later. 
Okay, whatever you say, boss. <laughs> well, you know, CBD oil is hot. God, there must be a thousand stores down here now in Florida for this. Uh, and we're helping clarify some of the questions about it with Green Flower Botanicals, one of our terrific sponsors. We're going to hear from them right now. We're going to come back. And we have Deanne from Horse Nation. We also have, uh, so I have a happy story that involves a turtle. And uh, a very prolific turtle. So that's coming up in a little (laughs) bit as well. And now our own Dr. Wendy Ying speaks with Roger from Greenflower Botanicals in a series we call CBD Oil 101. Well, in our continuing series about CBD oil, we're going to discuss how to use CBD oil to treat some chronic inflammatory diseases like EPM, Lyme, and fibromyalgia. Roger, how can CBD oil help us with these problems? Well, again, um, Wendy, uh, CBD, again, probably one of its big claims to fame is its anti-inflammatory properties uh, mm-hmm. and anti-anxiety properties. A lot of people know about that. So it can be very effective for the type of issues that you're talking about. But also along with that, some people don't really recognize that um, CBD or cannabidiol, as it's actually the long, long-term name, long-form name, is a neuroprotectant. And so it works in uh, with the central nervous system uh, and the limit and limbic and paralimbic system in the brain and can be used and it can be highly successful for all kinds of neurodegenerative uh, conditions as well. Yeah, like the fibromyalgia in people and Lyme disease and EPM, that's all we think about those as neuro diseases, but also it's an inflammation of the nerves that's causing them to malfunction. So... Mm-hmm. We need something more than just pain relief, and CBD oil can help with, like you're saying, to protect the nerves and cause them to be less, uh, to fire less aggressively. Yeah, I mean, actually, you know, you're getting, a, you know, attacking it from several several vantage points there. But, you know, the interesting thing is that all those things that you're mentioning can really take people for a loop. It can be very difficult for them to find some kind of solution. So one of the things I would just say is, hey, it's really worth a try because we're seeing some incredible results out there with the kinds of things that you're mentioning. And if you're struggling and you can't find anything and everything you're trying is not working, do yourself a favor and get a hold of some CBD oil because uh, it, it really could be a game changer for you. Well, that's great. And how can people find out more about Greenflower Botanical products? Sure. You just go to greenflowerbotanicals.com, uh, and all of our products are listed there on our website and a whole wealth of information as well and research to learn more about these things. And, and also make sure if you choose to try some of the products to use uh, a special coupon code we have for HRN listeners. Just use coupon code HRN, and that'll get you 20% off your first order with us. If you show your horses, please check with your federation on the legal use of CBD oil. Well, I think we have time. Pick your three favorite equestrian first world problems, and that's what we have time for today. Why would you tell me I only have time for three? Because that's Seriously. all we have time for. So no, it's not. Three. We can, we have three minutes. We can do this, and we can be a little late. But here we go. Um, Carrie says, by the way, if you have a first world problem, uh, an equestrian problem, it's first world. 
no doubt about it. And I noticed and these, a lot of these today were real problems because of weather. And I think the worse the weather gets, the more real real problems we have. Yeah, no, I, I, we we go for first world like um like like Carrie. This is a this is a real problem that Carrie has. She says I was supposed to be visiting my friend in North Carolina right now and riding her horses and visiting Tryon and all of that, but our flight got canceled because of a snowstorm. So we had to reschedule be, because of my upcoming European vacation. I can't go see her until May. <laughs> she have a job. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I did get a lot of really long ones. Like people have some really dramatic long problems and, and something like Meta, who she went to a, like a, a fundraiser for her 4-H and bought like a gift package, but didn't realize that she also bought in that gift bag a diamond necklace. And she's like, what do I wear? How do I figure out what to wear with a diamond necklace oh my god you know come on the cruise our next cruise and you can wear it on formal night mm-hmm. so that yes. your diamond necklace will only cost you about two thousand dollars yeah, yeah. Kay- uh, Kaylin says I moved my horse to a barn with an indoor and it saves me an hour of driving since it's on my way home from work <sighs> but now I have no excuse not to go to the gym because I have all this new free time <laughs> You know what I'd say, Caitlin, obviously get a second horse. Okay, thanks. Um, Matt said, this is funny. I told I I did read a lot of these to Chad ahead of time, and he really appreciated this one. Matt says, yesterday the horses did not want to eat their hay. So before work, I had to jump in the bobcat and take out a new round bale. And once I put the new bale out, they started eating the old bale. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then, uh, wait, hold on. This is Matt's wife, Beth, I think. And um, apparently Matt went and bought a folding cam, even though they're they're about to have baby goats. And she's like, I'm so busy watching the camera at work. I can't, like, get any of her job done. (laughs) (laughs) So that couple is really sad. It should be very careful. And then Jessica, I'm having the hardest time finding the right instructor to take lessons with because there's so many to pick from. And they're all so close. Where Does she live in Florida? Mm-hmm. She must. <laughs> she must. Yeah, she does. Um, Kayla says that for the first time in my life, I have a real paid proper show jump type groom. And normally I do all the barn work. And she yelled at me yesterday for helping too much and told me to go home. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that probably happens more often than not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, hold on. Now, I think I have possibly the two. Did I not screenshot those? Hold on. I have to find these because I have possibly the two best of all time. And I was saving them for last, but now I've lost them. Um, So just talk amongst yourselves for a second. Here it is. Okay, got it. I read these to Chad and he said these were the two best. Um, In preparation for a long day at a cold, this is Leah. In preparation for a long day at a cold horse show yesterday, we like layered up with long johns and wool socks. And then we got to the show only to find out that the indoor was heated. (laughs) (laughs) That might be my favorite ever. Um, but Hillary's is really good, too, because Chad was like, that's a thing. That's a thing. OK, Hillary says yesterday was so cold that the battery of my heated vest died before I was finished the barn. <laughs> Hold on. It keeps going. And then I had an 
hour and a half to go before getting in the car and turning on my heated seats. <laughs> Do you remember the days when we didn't have electric vests and had to just freeze? I, I've never had an electric vest. I didn't really know that was a thing. Um, yeah. But what I what I am complaining about still is that I have this awesome little convertible. And Chad, it, he thinks I'm ridiculous because I will drive around with the top down. Like the day it snowed, after it stopped snowing, I put the top down and like drove around. And I drive with like a beanie and gloves and a scarf. Like I'm, you know, I like I'm dressed for the winter in my car easily you could just put the top up i'm like no the top has to be down but here's the problem i don't have a heated steering wheel (laughs) it drives me crazy can i get a heated steering wheel i have heated seats so why can't my my hands are cold they make those but i've never had one not even in a rental my truck has it and that's how i'm spoiled yeah my my i it's you hit the remote start and starts up the steering wheel heated just kicks right on it's awesome (laughs) and uh now i'm like spoiled i want a heated steering wheel in my car and i know i used that one before but it really really must hate that (laughs) (laughs) you're still gonna wear gloves so but the problem is like typically if your hands are cold you would like put them under your butt like one one hand hold the steering wheel and then you sit on your other hand and then you switch but mine's a stick shift i have to have two hands I can't even text and drive you have anymore. The last stick shift elect, left in, no, not in Oklahoma. You wouldn't have the last. Everybody there would have a stick shift. I have the, the old newest Oklahoma guys stick would shift. have a stick shift. <laughs> yeah, the locals I have the are- newest year of a stick shift, probably. <laughs> I love my car. It's a, what, what do they call it? Um, millennial uh, theft, you know, uh, theft protection. proof. <laughs> theft <laughs> yeah, protection. <that> <laughs> All right, let's go to Deanne from Horse Nation. Get her on here. We haven't talked to her in a while, it seems like. You haven't talked to anybody in a while because you've been out of town. That's true. Hi, Deanne. Hi, how's it going? Good. What's up, girl? How are, you, how are things in uh, on Horse Nation world? You know what? They are going well. As I was waiting for you to to call me up, I was looking at you know, an article on cowboy dressage and just trying to keep all of our uh, horses in a row. That's uh, that's good to good to do. I kind of for some reason thought you were going to go somewhere else with that, but it worked out. <laughs> um, Where did you think I was going to go with that? It's not important. Let's move past this. I forget that Leslie's not here. Like we had so many years of Leslie's saltiness. So <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about one of the first articles that you have. I, you know, it's winter time, and I've seen a lot of videos of people ski. Skijoring. Skijoring. Oh, skijoring. yeah. I always say skijoring, but I'm not sure. Skijoring. Skijoring. I don't know. Whatever it is. And you've, I, I saw this title of the article and it made me think of that. And um, it's an article about things skiers and riders have in common. Yeah. So I, I want to say I'm an avid skier. It would be more correct to say that I used to be an avid skier. True. Same. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, my 50 plus days a year and multiple trips to Colorado seem to have gone by the wayside with with twins. But um, but that said, I was writing the other day and just 
I don't even know. I was, you know, doing circles in the arena and spiraling and doing all the things on my horse. And I went, you know, this is a lot like skiing. And I've thought that before. And so I went, aha, let's write an article about that. <laughs> so what, uh, what are some of the, let me just stop and say, Never again use the gif of Atreyu pulling Artax in the Swamp of Sadness because it makes me cry. Well, it's not like one of the most traumatizing scenes from childhood. That is is the most traumatizing. I had to get a white pony after that so I could save it. (laughs) Glenn, have you seen the never-ending story? No. Okay, look at this article. I'm seeing the gif. Okay. That's a, that's a Treyu. And he's trying to find the, the cure to save the princess. And he's riding his horse through the swamp of sadness. And Artax, spoiler alert, goes under the mud and drowns and dies. Yeah, like moments after this gif, the horse goes under and Literally, he dies. And, and then dies. it cuts to, to a Treyu, like sitting on the edge of the swamp and crying. And it's horrible and traumatizing. And the worst thing that you see is like a four-year-old watching the never-ending story. And Deanne got a big kick out of terrorizing everybody and traumatizing everybody with it in this article again. And I won't lie, anytime I'm discussing mud and horses, I'm probably going to use this gif. Like, it's (laughs) one of my (laughs) go-tos. But he's he's screaming, if you can see, he's saying, Artax, please! Artax, please! Oh, God, it haunts me. I haven't seen that movie in 25 years. Why do I know all that? (laughs) Okay, Ugh, moving past that. Um, mud season, yeah, some of... Uh, so it's just an article that's full of great gifts. And, I love um, the first one. We're broke. <laughs> because skiers <laughs> and horse people are broke. If you do both, you're really broke. Well, and right, and I feel like I feel like people have this total misconception, misconception, like, oh, if you ski, you must have a lot of money or, oh, if you have horses, you must have a lot of money. And like, to be fair, if you are able to participate in these hobbies, you probably aren't food insecure. Right. So like there's a certain amount of comfort to be able to do these things. That said, like we're not all rolling in it. Most of us are spending all of our our money money. on our horses or our skiing or what have you. And And I would like to point out that I fed my horses when I was younger and I was food insecure in my twenties. So, um, I, I've been on both sides of that. And you know what? The horses always got everything first because I was super poor and would eat, um, ramen noodles, you know, things like that. So yeah, the horses will, you know, you're just not going to make a whole bunch of money off of them. How, I, I love number three. Your hips don't lie because with either one. The main thing is, we were, is that we're all broke. And, yeah. Well, what was that? I love number three. Your hips don't lie. That's a good one. <laughs> well, and honestly, that's what made me what was the impetus for the article is I was riding around the arena. I was sitting the trot and I rarely do that well. Um and for whatever reason, I was having a nice, pleasant ride. My hips were moving from side to side and doing what you're they like, were supposed to do. You're like, I'm freaking Shakira. Right. Look and here me. we are in this whole like Super Bowl halftime show aftermath. So I start thinking sh- or start singing Shakira because that's how that works. And, and I was like, oh, there's another thing. Hips. Your hips are important in skiing. They're important in, you know, in riding. They don't lie. Yeah, that's true. And then you, yeah, it's fun. That's great. And uh, some of the other things uh, in this article, if you want to see how skiers and riders 
uh, share the pain, um, you can go to horsenation.com. And then the next article that you wanted to highlight today, tell us a little bit about the eye of the beholder. So the uh, inspiration for this came um, or has come a couple of times in conversations with my friends. And I have one friend who kind of always likes to look at a horse and be like, but it's not cute. Like, why would you buy it? And I sort of laugh because I really do think that horses that maybe someone doesn't just look at and get an immediate wow factor, like when they're ridden well, it's amazing what they can become, right? Like when they're in frame and they're on the bit and like they're driving from behind, even kind of the most plain horse that somebody wouldn't immediately be like, that's a beautiful horse. Like, let's use that one in a photo shoot becomes really pretty impressive. And I used my mare as an example. And I feel really, really guilty saying these things because I love her dearly. And I think she's beautiful, but like she has a super crooked face. She like (laughs) (laughs) is a little jacked up. And I I did have somebody one time be like, what's wrong with your horse's face? (laughs) And um, none of your business. What's wrong with your kid's face? (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Leave her alone. She's mine. But you know, I'll, and I'm not a fabulous rider, but when I ride and and we look like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. People are always like, oh yeah, that's a really nice horse. She moves really well. And I'm like, man, you're not sitting up here. <laughs> like, <laughs> he doesn't. But, um, but, but you know, there's just something to be said for like a well-muscled, well-fed horse where again, even if it's sort of your plain Jane that under the right circumstances, they can all look like a common nag in the field, right? But you can feed just, them well, you train them well, you build their muscles well, and they look good. Five out of the seven horses on my property are bay with like a minimal star. <laughs> Five of them. It's ridiculous. I, I walk outside. I'm like, this is the plainest farm ever in the world of horses. So I get it. I totally get it. And you know what? Like uh, all of a sudden you put them all together and you put their boots on and you're riding them and they're so pretty. They you know? really are. Or even again, in like good nutrition, if you go to that article and you scroll down to the pictures, this was my friend's like ugly duckling horse. And in these pictures, the horse, the before pictures, the horse is four. And you're like, oh my gosh, that thing looks like it's one step away from the ground. Wait, wait, wait. That little crusty looking. Yes. She was- is the bottom picture? That And then that same bay, like if you scroll where it says BB before, after one month, and then you see that the bay, like that really nice picture. No, that's, that's not that's, the same horse. Yes, no it is. Way. No way. No way. Are you kidding me? And oh, it, my God. Yes. You guys got to see this. <laughs> yeah, it it's, is impressive. It's incredible. But and we've I, all I, done I it. I mean, I've rescued. Obviously, Scooter was a, on death's bed. Jamie's had. I mean, all, look at the horses you're getting in now. You probably, you know, if you looked at some of them that you're getting in now for training, Jamie, you'd go, eh, okay. But then, you know, after you develop them and get them going, they're like, oh, this is this is a pretty cool horse, you know? Yeah, um, so. yeah. I've I've felt that about many of them. So it, it is true, you know. And and getting to know them makes them. It's just like like dating a guy. You're like, meh, he's okay. And then when you hang out with him, you're like, he's really funny. And all of a sudden he becomes more attractive. You know, like, it's kind of like that. I'm glad I had that going for me because (laughs) I wasn't getting a date otherwise. (laughs) I was going to say, or it works in reverse, right? Like you see somebody that you want to date, they're like super attractive. And then you get to know them and you're like, meh, I don't know, man, your lobes are uneven. I'm out. (laughs) I told you, I did. I went out with a guy who like worked out. I had the hottest 
body ever. I mean, ridiculous. And we go out to dinner and all he talked about was how many chicken breasts he eats a day to keep it up, the protein and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I'm not dating a guy that looks like Thor ever again, except for Thor because he's perfect. But anyway, there's a reason they have all those muscles. It's because they time their chicken breast. The (laughs) eye of the beholder looking beyond what is to see what a horse can be. And that's an article on horsenation.com right now. So thank you, Deanne, for joining us again. And you're doing some good writing over there. Keep it up. All right. Thank you. You guys have a good day. All right. Bye. 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 Well, that's it for our show today. I do have a happy story I'd like to do. I don't know if you have one. It's fine if you don't. But uh, I got to get mine in. So did did we talk about the tortoise that... uh, they brought to the Galapagos Islands. I, I don't. I've read the article, and okay. I do have a happy story as well. All right, good. So back in 1977, there were less than 20 tortoises left on the Galapagos Islands. I didn't know that. Um, and they really wanted to repopulate because that's what the islands were known for. Yeah. So they ended up bringing this turtle, this great big tortoise, over, and uh, they called him Super Diago. Diego. Super Diego. Diego, uh, because there were only 14 giant tortoises when Super Diego got there. Uh, And his job was to populate the island. That's his job. They brought him over because he was at San Diego Zoo and he had a really prolific sex drive. Apparently, he was a horny, horny turtle. Wow. And so they thought, well, maybe a horny turtle will do the job over there. And apparently it did, because now there are over 2,000 turtles, and 40% of them are his offspring. So he's responsible for 800 turtles. Dude. That's a busy dude right there. Um, they Apparently, lady tortoises found him extremely attractive for some reason. They're not sure why. He was funny. He was funny. <laughs> yeah, that right. was it. He wasn't good looking, but he was funny. Yeah. Uh, he is now over 100 years old, and he's having trouble mating. So apparently, sex drive is still there. Uh, Biagra isn't working. So uh, they're going to retire him as a mating turtle. He'll be removed well, in, from the breeding center and live out the rest of his life on the island where he was born. So he's actually going back to the island and going to be living there at the Galapagos Islands, just hanging out with the rest, with all of his children. Way to go, buddy. Way to go. <laughs> Grandpa! That's oh, great. Um, my happy... grandkids all oh, wanting geez. Christmas presents. Grandpa. Um, No. Um, Let's see. Uh, My story comes from Nunam Iqua, Alaska. Nunam Iqua, Alaska. Four boys, the ages of two to 14, were out uh, with the 14 year old kind of leading the charge. Uh, were out and they were um, getting on their snowmobiles and they were out snowmobiling and I don't know what happened. They got completely lost and uh, apparently and the, the quote is in winter times our storms are very bad and sense of direction is not to be played with. They were on a snow machine ride and they did not return home. And this was Sunday at 6.30 p.m. They were reported missing. And again, this is Alaska. And it's a blizzard. And there are four boys who went out and didn't come back. Well, they were just found alive. Uh, They were found alive the next day. I think it was about 20, 30 hours later. 
And guess what they did? They dug a snow hole. This is, this is some tough kids, man. And they huddled inside the snow hole and positioned themselves in a way that the two-year-old wouldn't be exposed. They were protecting the baby and they saved everybody all in a blizzard in Alaska, all of them yes, survived and kids no problems. <laughs> some tough kids, but also take care of that baby. Got to yeah. take care of that baby. Uh, so anyway, so they're all they fine. Knew, and, they didn't die in the blizzard. Mom would kill them if something happened to the babies. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, it was really, really amazing. And so they... Um, came yeah they, they the officers were called after the boys were five hours late and they, they said at least three were appropriately dressed for the weather <laughs> what about the other two what were y'all doing why weren't you appropriately kids, dressed? they're out there in short sleeves <laughs> did you know they said that this at this place they had wind gusts as high as 60 miles an hour wind chills as low as negative 45 below <laughs> Can cause frostbite in as little as ten minutes to exposed skin. Oh, oh they were out in their t-shirts going, eh, it's not too bad today. Ah, it's nice out. <laughs> let's go let's go snowmobiling. They all survived. They were cold and hungry, apparently, when I they bet. came home. <laughs> I bet they were. I bet they were. Wow. Look at, well, um, I'm glad they all got out. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow, we have the endurance episode. And then coming up later in the week, Mary Kitzmiller will be here. If you missed it, we had a brand new episode last week of Stacy Westfall and also the driving show. So go back uh, and check those out. And we're going to have all kinds of new shows coming out on the Horse Radio Network uh, in this month. We're on a regular schedule now, back to normal, uh, except I thought... We're going to get a whole, like, three or four weeks together that we won't have any... You and I will be together doing a show. It'll be the first time in months. Nope, I get called for jury duty next Monday. So there we go. Yeah, that blows. <laughs> but I'll be here with somebody. <laughs> with somebody. Anybody want to call host, send me an email. All right, let's hope I don't get picked for something. I'm just going to say they're all guilty. They're always all guilty. We we'll think that'll work. I strongly believe in the death penalty, sir. This is a uh, larceny and theft. (laughs) I don't care. I'll get some like corporate boring case that goes on for days. You watch. Ugh. Say you just have to. You're the primary caretaker for Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Bay Neuter Geld, everybody. Have a good one. See, the older you get, that primary caretaker thing gets less. You're like, I need a primary caretaker. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> All right. So, so we're was still a little, recording for auditors. Um, well, I was going to say, when we when you go back, um, listen to Dia. You, maybe I have to edit that first part out. When she was talking, I was like, oh, you know, I was expecting that to go somewhere else. It's because the audio really got garbled. It did get for garbled me. there for a little bit, too. Um, and I was trying to, like, I was trying to keep going without saying, because I didn't know if it was just me. But I had a really hard time hearing, so I, I don't feel like I did a very good job at the beginning of that. So Well, if, there was, uh, it got garbled for me later on with the end, too. There was a uh, point where she asked me what it, what I said. Did it was Could you hear me at that point, or were we just all garbled? No, both of you guys dropped out, okay. and then it came back like, catching back. But it was right at the beginning, and then I, I just feel like she, like, I thought it was me maybe the first time, and then I didn't know if you I were hearing her something. that got garbled, or I don't know, we just all actually the live feed cut out once too i saw a message uh that we went off air and then it reconnected so i don't know what's happening what a mess. i gotta order now i gotta order another new computer replace this other new computer that 
seems to be. Can you return it? I don't know. I'm going to find out. Um, So Rick was really good today. Yeah, he was really good. I think he's going to do great on that show. I I was interested to see how he'd take a subject because I didn't give him many details on purpose uh, to see what he'd do with it, and he did great. So yeah, good for him. All right, so I didn't mean to make it a Lucinda Love Fest, but it was fine. I had I forgot that he was doing that clinic coming up with her. So, oh, I thought that's why you were asking. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jen sent me an email. She, that's why she. Well, was I asking. haven't talked to Jen much because she's still out. I don't know. I haven't seen pictures yet. I don't know what's going on. She hasn't come back in the house. I was hoping she'd come back in and give a report on Nigel's leg because she took the wrap off. So, no, not not too soon. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, um, so we had a we did our game show on the cruise and we had a private room and uh, about. 20 of the non-sick auditors stayed back. <laughs> so, uh, And I did a little recording, a package I'm going to put together uh, with them for later in, in the week. Uh, just a little package about, you know, what were their favorite parts of stuff, and I'll, I'll edit it together. But uh, I, I asked them a couple questions. I asked them what they like and don't like, and it's specifically about this show. Um, and there wasn't much they don't like. You know, it was uh, pretty much what they do like. And it came back to, again, what we found out. I asked them, I said, you know, every survey we've done with you guys says you want more Jamie and I. We kind of don't get it. But you want more Jamie and I and less uh, guests. And they reiterated that, that their favorite part is us talking. And I said, well, I hope you're finding that because we are doing less guests now. Um, and they also- I really I, I, there's so many other podcasts that are interviewing people, you know, so, well, I, you know, and I, I don't think I don't think ours was ever totally. And it obviously it was never a total interview podcast. Um, but, you know, we're just what we've basically done is cut down maybe one or two guests a week. Uh, yeah. but it seems like we are getting more time to talk. So, yeah. So, I mean, they de- they definitely like that. Trivia came up because apparently a couple people started uh, listening during an episode where we had trivia and they really liked that. And I said, well, do you want to see us go back to doing trivia? And the consensus was once a month. Do trivia. Yeah. But we had really good prizes. Yeah. And, you know, that was the other thing. Finding the prizes was a pain. It just it was all pain. Um, <clears throat> but finding people to come on that weren't the same people all the time, too, was a problem. I think the only way that would work is if we recorded it and then played it. We'd have to record it in the evening where we could actually get different people. And that's why we stopped doing it. Remember, it was always the same four people because yeah. we couldn't get people at work, you know, because we did it at the same time all the time. And I, so that's something we'll have to talk about. I mean, I think that it is fun. I think we should have a game show element, especially to this show uh, at some point. You know, once a month sounds about right to me. I don't know about you, but I like it. So that's something we ought to take a look at. Um, they, you know, it was interesting to hear how people listen, and we talked a little bit about that and when they're listening. And it was, you know, everything that we know pretty much by doing other surveys we've done. You know, there was no, there was no real surprises there. Um, they only got one, most of them are auditors in the room. I think all of them might have been. And they only got one time when we did the before and after show but that came up they all listened to it and they really like they all felt like they were snooping or eavesdropping and they really like that well they are they you are, are. <laughs> yes they are 
<laughs> did anybody react to my freaking out going off on that guy who like no was... uh, more that uh, they heard your swearing so uh, the more more and the consensus was with the youngsters that were on the trip that they wanted more swearing but you still have to be careful about that because uh, we still have uh, some sensitive ears but um, you know what was interesting and uh, you know guys I, I'm going to apologize because I don't think you're ever going to get this <laughs> they one of them and I'm not naming names here on purpose one of them said we only feel like we, we only felt like we were getting maybe 70% of the real us you and I First of all, you get the real us in the show. <laughs> We're not hiding anything there. Um, but, you know, we obviously don't talk about some of the business stuff we can't talk about. And we can't even talk about on the auditor version. Uh, but they, what the hell am I not talking about? Jesus well, Christ, I mean, all well, I do is spill all my entire I know, life. That's what, thing. I know, I know. That's what I was thinking. Uh, and I think they were just saying that they, they all feel like, I guess there's some mystery behind the scenes. Well, you're going to find out that most of the time our, pre and po- our pre-show meetings are pretty boring. Um, they're just us, you know, going, what'd you do? What'd you do? What are we going to talk about? Today was a little more, you know, uh, even more boring because I was just trying to get things to work. Tech, technology wise so yeah. I don't know you know that would they they just felt that they're and I said well I think you're probably going to get 90% now you'll probably get 90% the other 10% we just can't talk about because we're talking about sponsors I don't know stuff. what you're talking about because I feel like I just <laughs> I, know. I overshare I know. way too much I was kind of surprised about that because I maybe they think we're leading more exciting lives than we're actually leading and that we're holding back on some of the good stuff but no eh, pretty much got it all out there Let's see what was I going to I was going to talk about something today um uh, what was the other thing? There was one other thing, too, that uh, I, I, I took notes, but of course I don't have them right here. Um, but, I mean, that was pretty much it. There was, uh, the, you know, they, they, were, they were all excited about this part, the pre and post show. They were all excited. Oh, how to, how to get more listeners. We did discuss that, and uh, we came up with a couple of ideas there. Uh, we're actually going to come up with bu- actual physical business cards that we're going to send out to auditors. Those that want it can, will be able to sign up, and that they can hand out, because they said that a lot of times they're in a situation where they're out and about, and they mention our shows, and people go, well, what's that? And they don't have, if they had something, they hand them so the people would remember to do it. Um, you know, when when they don't want to grab their phone and actually sign them up. But um, I thought that was a good idea. Uh, so there was there was a couple of things graphic wise, maybe some graphics that they can use on, on their own Facebook pages and stuff like that. So we did talk about, you know, how to increase listeners, too. Are you going to be buying business cards for listeners to hand out? Yeah, I mean, I think that actually is a, business cards are pretty cheap. I'm mailing them. You know, we can put them in a regular envelope. You know, so uh, and, you know, we're not talking sending them each 100. Uh, so I, here's your 10,000 business cards. Get these <laughs> yeah. out, people. Get them out today. I, I don't know. You know. We were just that was an idea that came up. Uh, you know what? I'll just give me some business cards and I'll go to Walmart and I'll stick them in people's. Well, that was the other their... thing. People said they all go to tax <laughs> shops that have walls, you know, the business card walls or the uh, where you can hang signs up. Uh, but I think a lot of if it's advertising a show like ours, some of them will be taken down. Um, hey, did I see that B. DeGrazia is a auditor now? Is that his wife or? Yeah. Okay. Well, yes, and and, and she's actually, amazing. Uh, uh, yes, she is the wife. I confirmed that. 
She's Derek's wife. No, yes. I've looked at her Facebook page. I was like, oh my God. Mogi said be, that, um, yeah, she listens to the show. So if she she's now an auditor, maybe she's listening to this. So Ivy, thank you for... Uh, hey, um, yeah, we have, a, we have a mutual friend. Somebody I rode with that rode with her. and she's she just, an inventor too? Yeah. We need to get her on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she'd love to be oh, completely uh, she signs up to be anonymous and here you're like well it's exploiter <laughs> sure i'm sure she'd love to do that <laughs> maybe we can get her on a post show it'll just be the auditors get her uh joining us one day for this so yeah that was uh that was the basics you know everybody you know obviously these are super fans that go on a cruise right so um you know we're we're, we're getting the super fans but it was an interesting conversation they would had. call those in um Real radio is not super fans. They call them P1s. P for, can I ask what the P stood for? Yeah. <laughs> so a P1 is your program and your radio yeah. is set. That's your first station you've got set. Ah. So we had P1s, P2s, P3s, you know, like that was a level. So these would be... You know, that hasn't um, really changed. We all have podcasts that we listen to in order, right? That we listen to first, second, third, right? Yeah, we hope true. you guys are. We're, we hope we're all P ones, but um, I'm not uh, a P one of this show. <laughs> Can't pay me to listen. <laughs> that whole thing we talked about before really got me thinking during the show about the, having friends that are paid or paid to be around you in one way or another. Yeah, you start <laughs> to put it together. You're yes. I mean, it's scary true. Who are your friends? Let's go over this here. So at the, the well, if you haven't heard the pre-show. So in a way, I'm paying them. <laughs> yeah, paying you me. wouldn't be friends with Reese. I no, Reese, like we were you. friends before. So mm. that is mm. true. We were friends before the show started. But are you, I wasn't. I would have never mm. met you in a thousand years. Um, so we were discussing in the pre-show uh, how many of your friends you actually pay or pay you. to Like, like so my, I, I'm like, ah, I have a friend, my vet, and my barrier. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I just pay my friends to hang out with me. Apparently, I'm like, I'm going to come over? And sure, I, feel, I know it's a $75 trip charge, but it's fine. Come I on. I feel like, you know, a certain number of the auditors are friends because we know them. You know, especially the ones that I've hung out with on cruises now twice. You know, I, I really do know them. But in a way, they pay to be friends with me because <laughs> they're an auditor. So, I mean, you're right. That is very egotistical to say people pay me to be their friend. But it sounds better when you're like, I pay friends. <laughs> I know, but it's true. Um, yeah. So then uh, I'm thinking family, you know, a lot of times you're friends with them only because you have to. Um, some you wouldn't be friends with if you didn't have to. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's be honest. Family. Uh, let's see. I think my only friend is Larissa. And she was a listener. And now I don't know. I don't know how that falls in. She was. She's not was an, auditor. She an auditor. No. No. Okay. I uh, convinced her though she needs to be because I was like, you should hear some of the shit I say on the show. <laughs> Good lord. And then I, we we have two neighbors now. Uh, Ricky Bobby's mom. You know, Sarah, we've become friends with and Jennifer's really good friends with now. And, and, and you know, I don't think she listens to shows and she's not being Here. paid. So. Hold on. I've got a phone call coming in. Yeah. I'll put on speaker. Okay. Hello. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can leave it at the gate because I'm right inside and I'll be out in just a second. All right. 
Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, I was hoping it'd be something salacious. I know. I was looking that for was more boring. drama, too. <laughs> you need a better But this is time. the Amazon delivery driver who's afraid of our dogs. So, uh, so she's so not I know, coming I know in whether you is. want to or not. Yeah, so, so the dogs are outside and the gate's closed. She's just making like, sure. Hell with you. I'm not leaving your package. What did I buy on Amazon? God, don't Amazon when you've had a drink. Yeah. Well, I get to go to the butt doctor tomorrow, by the way. Uh, so I don't. Fun want to talk about that uh, at all ever for that all right that's it let's mm. call it a day i need to fix find out if i can fix computers here before tomorrow's show fun fun well thank you auditors for listening to this garbage we appreciate you standing by and jamie, nobody is possibly listening uh, jamie is- we decided uh, oh one of the other things that was decided that is that you do have to sing the show out every day uh because we'd have no music for the end of this, so you're going to sing. So, what do I, I need? Requests. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that for the future. But sing something. Did you hear any? Did you watch? Did the you Oscars know that there was a surprise on the Oscars last night? Eminem. Hold on, I have to Google this. Oh yeah, mm. I saw some of the reactions to Eminem being there, and the celebrities were really reacting in a way like, "What the hell is Eminem doing here?" Uh, so he never performed it when he won the Oscar because he's Eminem and he's like, yeah, I think um, apparition really almost. Pissed he was there, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh god, so fantastic. I so. know, but you, you read I, the articles I, that some some were really. Uh, so if you want me to sing our way out, I am going to rap my way out. Oh, yeah, of that's this. my favorite kind of music. I His would, soul's I escaping love. through the hole that is gaping. The world's mine for the taking. Make me a king as and we move to a new world order. No more love is boring, but superstars. So it's supposed mortar and only grows hotter. And only grows hotter. He blows all this over. The hose is all on him. Coast to coast shows. He's known as a globe trotter. Lonely Rose God only knows he's grown father from home.